Hello and welcome to Touchline from myself, Kasper Els, and Mark Cameron. Hello, Mark. Hi, Kas. We've got two guests in the studio tonight from the DRSU. We've got Mr. Dwayne Fulyun, who was elected vice president of the DRSU recently, and Mr. Sabello Nkosi, who was elected the president of the DRSU. Welcome, guys. Evening. Thank welcome, you. gentlemen. Yeah, good evening. Thanks for having us in Touchline. The first question I want to ask you guys is, and both of you, um, Sabella, if you can maybe answer first, what was your path to the DRSU presidency like? Where did you come from and how did you get there? Yeah, um, yeah I said probably I've been full circle uh, in the sense, especially my involvement with UKZN. Um, so I was actually a player at UKZN. Back then it was UNP in Peter Maritzburg. Okay. So I played for yeah the UKZN Peter Maritzburg team. Um, and recently I was basically the chairman of the UKZN Durban uh, Rugby Club. But in between in between that, um, been mainly been involved at Jaguars Rugby Club. They started got in there through a friend uh, that I'd worked with. Um, oh, whom I had actually had played against um, when I was still a student. And yeah, he was like, you know what, why, why don't you come over and join us? They became team manager. They <laughs> decided to give me the first team manager role, um, of which, yeah, I think did that uh, clearly with a level of success. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, then got roped into representative teams uh, where Mark was involved with the DRSU. Uh, it was DRSU Lions back then. Uh, oh, the Bisons. Bisons, yes, Bisons, yes. yeah. And then I think it evolved from Bisons to the Lions. DRSU Lions and now it's known as the DRSU 15. So that's basically our Durban Rugby Subunion. Um, so you were exposed team. to Mark at a very young age? Of course. <laughs> that's why he's still quite young, if you look yeah. at him. So. <laughs> Besides the fact that we share birthdays, yeah, so we're both <laughs> thrown into the, into, the, into the DRSU. Um, yeah, so from there on, uh, so when I left, Jay was about three years ago, I joined UKZN to basically manage a club, essentially club chairman role. So that's why I've said my journey basically has come Full circle, having played for UKZN, and then between uh, doing bits of other things, but at the end, I was essentially the UKZN Durban uh, chairperson. So, other than other than myself, one of our previous guests that we had in studio, Donald Nguenya, um, he's was quite involved with him as well at at a club level. So, um, it's yeah, good to have them in studio. So, so then, as the chairman yes. of KZN. Um, or UKZN, yes. you, were, you were then part of the DRSU committee. Correct. Yeah, so essentially I think yeah, that gave me kind of like my first stint at those structures. Okay. Um, yeah, to be involved in there. Essentially it was mainly with the junior clubs because in the DRSU we've got two tiers yeah. where DRSU is made up of your, what do you call, senior clubs, which would be your yes. premier division clubs uh, in Durban. So that would be... Mansum Doty, Varsity College, uh, um, Durban Collegians, Rovers, as well yes. as Crusaders. 
Um, and then all the other teams who are, who play in divisions lower, uh, for example, like UKZN, yes. Jaguars, Wizzle, Old Boys, Hillcrest, Balita Dolphins, where they are considered to be junior clubs just because they play in the first, yeah, first, in the first division. division. Yeah, so essentially from there, uh, yeah, I served in the uh, junior clubs committee. I was the chairperson for two years of that structure. Yes. Um, and then also over those two years, I was also deputy president in the in the DRSU. DRSU. Yeah. And then this year's elected president. Yes. <laughs> so we can say congratulations yeah, and well sure. done. Well done. Yeah, no, um yeah, thank you very much. Um I think it's it's an honor I think for me to be to be there. Um and I think the main thing for me is really it's, I think it's to serve rugby um as one has been doing all, all the years and it's good to have people supportive like Dwayne in that whole journey um, but I think yeah, there are a lot of other people who are part of that journey part of that yeah. journey so we just want to just continue I think in the yeah. same same vein yeah. but I think and you I think you're 100% correct because in, in general it's a it's a it's a massive role and and if you look at your predecessors it's big shoes that you need to fill um, you know, from a DRSU, and just for the listeners out there, the DRSU stands for Durban Rugby Subunion. So obviously the KZN RU comprises of, of I think it's four or five subunions of which DRSU is one. Um, and you guys look after all the Durban, Durban clubs as such. Sure. Um, and it is important in my time that I sat, sat there as a chairman of the coaching association, obviously sits on the same, on the same level. Yes, correct. And your responsibility brings all of that into play now because it's not only club rugby. You look at various things which Cuts will, will touch on, on, on a little bit later. So um, it's a huge responsibility, yes. big shoes that you need to fill. Um, and if you look at where club rugby is in South Africa, um, then there's a lot of work to be done, more so in Durban. Um, mm. You know, obviously we want to we want to build on the game and we want to get our under 20 structures going. But COVID has put a spoke in that. So, um, but yeah, it's a lot of hard work and and good luck with that. Thank you very much. And then talking about Mr. Falun, Dwayne, your path to the to the top there as uh, when I when I came back to to South Africa many years ago. I played my rugby overseas as well in London. Um, and then uh, my son decided he wanted to play rugby when he got back to Toti. I settled in Toti back there. I'm not originally from Toti. I'm from Pinetown. And, uh, Good move there, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Up or down. Um, no, um, I went to Pinetown Boys High and I played my rugby there and I played for Pinetown and then went overseas and carried on my career there. Um, on, on returning here, because I took a few years out and then my son reached the age where he was interested in rugby at, at age six, so I brought him down to touch rugby club. I'd only ever come down as a as a as a spectator, and uh, he started playing. And then they asked me would I be interested in coming into the coaching. And I took the, that that path at first, and I, I did the coaching courses and went through that, worked through all the junior rugby, and then that, that's when I went mark when I made my way up through the the DRSU ranks as well, the junior rugby. And, I'm uh, still sorry about that yeah, day. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, I eventually got involved in the committee at the junior level as well and um, eventually became chairman of the junior rugby for, for quite a few years. And then a uh, position came up as the deputy um, chairman of Toti Rugby and it was offered to me, so I took it, stepping up to senior rugby. And uh, the rest is history, really. And 
eventually became I, I bypassed the 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 chairmanship. I was offered the presidency, which uh, I took, and uh, we various roles we each play in in those committees. So I took it on, and then uh, I, I started representing Toji Rugby Club at uh, DRSU. Yes, I think it's been a number of years now. I think six, seven, eight. I can't remember how many years sure. now. Um, and uh, I formed relationships with the guys there, and they they all good group of guys. And I was eventually elected onto the Exco, and then. Um, Sabello came in on it, and uh, we served many years together. And uh, election came up this year, and I was nominated, and um, I took it on and su supported Sabello in his his presidency. And uh, the rest is history. Now we we are where we are, and uh, it's a long road to, to travel. Now it's a long road. Uh, talking no. talking about the long road, sorry, Mark. No, I was just going to say that for them, I think for two people that have served quite extensively. Mm. I mean, I know Sabello's relatively new in the DRSU itself at that specific level, but for two guys that have been through the mills, um, you guys are close to club rugby, and yeah. that's part of what you need. You need to have your ears and your feet on the ground. So I think it, it stands DRSU in good stead. It does. Hmm. Talking about that, what is your, your vision for the DRSU going forward? Sabello, if I can start with you again. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think for me... I think we are doing quite a lot of work, but perhaps sometimes we're doing it where we misaligned. Yes. Um, so I think if you look at it, we've got a development program, but is it seven clubs? Um, so I think for me, how that actually aligns with, uh, with, with, with clubs is, is important. Because if you look at it, <clears throat> we, we especially, I think there are a whole lot of high school rugby players um, but how those players actually transition from high school to club rugby, I think I think there's something which which we we are not doing right there. Of which something we, we definitely have to look at. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. And I think that's that that's throughout. And, and I think whatever work is being done, say in the development sense uh, or even other programs, you might call them something else. It might be. Like, you know, alignment uh, type of program, but I think anything that we do, it, it needs to feed into club rugby. Um, so I think for me, it's, it's really, I think, to, to be, I think, a champion for, for making sure that, for we, that get, transition. We, we get that alignment yes. uh, correct. But also at the different, Mark Elion spoke about uh, the coaching association. There's also like the refs association. And and I think even all of the, in all of those structures, we need to build a level of diversity. We need to skills transfer, those sort of things. We need to be bringing people uh, through because I think without, because I'm, I, I think probably a lot of people think whatever we do, there's like a paycheck that that we actually get. But actually, it's the other way around. It's a cost. I, I, I think all of us that like, you know we've left our comfortable homes. Uh, our families um, and we 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 doing the show like I know we, we do the same thing like you know, to be out there on the field, to be coaching or to be taking players home. Um, yeah. Like yeah, I think we all there's quite a lot of sacrifice that, yes. that everyone who's Definitely. involved in the game and people outside looking in thinking these guys have got it all figured out. But I think yeah, the 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 things that we do must actually complement. I think the effort that people like you and I actually 
Yes. So, so sorry, guys. I just want to elaborate on this. What you're saying now, before we go to Dwayne, um, we had Sean Everett in the studio. I think it was about two weeks, two weeks ago, ago, and one of my questions was with regards to the shark setup and club rugby. So what you are saying in a sense is exactly what Sean was saying, how important club rugby is to the professional era. So um, obviously with the new sponsors coming on, the title sponsor and so forth, there's a lot of emphasis on bringing in highly rated professional players to the Sharks. But without losing the focus on our local talent. So in going with that and what you're saying, can I ask a question, and, and maybe it's a difficult one to answer because the planning might not have had taken place yet at that specific level. What would your role be, if any, in club rugby to try and get a path for development in all spheres of rugby, for the path to go maybe through into the, um, the Sharks Academy, Obviously, we haven't had schoolboy rugby now in the last year. It might not happen this year, so it's two years. So your identifying process has come to abrupt halt. Yeah. Um, so is there a process that is still going to be developed? Maybe it's there already, um, where we can actually identify those players. Because if I look at a club like Mems and Toti Rugby Club, from a coaching point of view, I drive to get players to be seen to possibly represent the Sharks, obviously. So, and the Sharks Rugby Union is, is one of the few provinces or provincial outfits in our country that as a club rugby player, you can still represent your province, if it makes sense what sure. I'm saying. So, right. so we, we stand out there to say, come and play a club rugby in KZN because, yes, you might only be a band picked and it might only be a few, but you definitely stand a chance. So with Club Rugby now, and I go to Amazon Toti, what is there from a DRSU point, because we fall under the DRSU, sure. that you guys would look at to help a club like Amazon Toti to prosper, obviously, so that we can yes. get those players through? Yeah. Long question. but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think earlier I spoke about it in terms of the alignment. I think there are programs that the Sharks or KZNRU are doing uh, in different areas, um, even in this specific area. So because there's, in my view, I think there's been a mis misalignment uh, between the two. I think whatever programs that the KZNRU is running in our respective areas, if, 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 if those don't serve club rugby, I think for me, I think would be would be missing the point, and 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 so I think to challenge, I suppose the current how we operate at the moment, and and the degree with which the work has been done, say from a development sense, and that that needs to feed in uh, into the club. Like I'm aware of some schools where the union is actually investing quite a lot uh, in terms of. Coach, uh, coaching, going there, like an investing time. Uh, obviously, that's that's all money. But if if that's going to be done in isolation of the local club or the club that's there in the area, then I, it's almost we all doing the same thing, but like in in isolation. Um, and essentially, I don't think we will get far. But if we, if if I knew what the club's plans are and what the program plans are in the area. 
I think it's easier to basically to get those systems to be to be aligned. So for me, that that should be, yeah, I think a, a perhaps a simple answer to a complex question. But I think if we don't get that transition from early on right, we're probably going to miss it. Uh, taking our players from being club players into professional shots. So players. obviously, and you don't need to answer this, but obviously when we talk the RSU coming down to club level, so if I look at the members of the Rugby Club for argument's sake, yes, we're driving rugby players, but we've now also started with women rugby. We're starting with administration, started with coaches, we started with referees. So when you're saying rugby players, I'm... Obviously, we're talking rugby and players specifically now. But if, uh, if 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 I listen to you correctly, that won't necessarily only be rugby players. We're looking correct. at basically all those that I've just mentioned. Correct. Because obviously, from yeah. Toti, we're driving ahead. Yeah. Full, correct. full yeah. development. Yeah. There's yeah. career pathways in all aspects of our rugby now. We, we, I was at the meeting last night where, where Paddy Doyle came and spoke to, to the, the ladies' teams. And um, we, we mentioned after the meeting, we were talking to a few of the, the ladies who are interested in taking a different path, taking that path... Of coaching or administration and and driving that and also driving the development side of things which we as clubs have not been embracing properly or correctly not properly correctly um, the union has development officers working but we haven't been working close enough with them okay it we're too disjointed then now we need to take the time we have after COVID and and repair this we now we've got the opportunity to repair the last years losses we've had from school rugby, club rugby, and start bringing all those people back together and, and restructure it. And we've got to take opportunities and, and work with I think with regards to the, to the alignment that Sabello mm. is also talking, mm. talking about is I don't think that information is, is properly communicated down to the players. Where the players see rugby as playing on the field and there is a referee. There is a linesman, there's a referee, there's, there's, there's a medic. That they just see those people being there, but it's not properly communicated to them that that could be another path taken within the game of rugby. Yeah. And, and they don't know that. And I think that's where we, we missed um, a lot of development opportunities is through that miscommunication or non, non-existent communication. So, so if I can just come in there and again ask the same, a similar question then. If, if all of this is in the pipeline... And Paddy Doyle, for argument's sake, is a, is a prime example of being at a Mems and Toti last night and speaking to the ladies and tell them how they fit into the system and what the leagues look like and structures and A and B division. And he spoke about provincial rugby and going up and to the, the Springboks and the opportunities that there are. Then, surely, and sorry I'm putting you on the spot now, both you and Dwayne, um, surely from a DRSU point of view, like Paddy last night, um, we will see you guys at the clubs more often for the players and the coaches and whoever represents rugby in general would actually see you guys as a figure from a DRSU at the club to know that you guys are looking after them. And the reason why I'm saying that, if, if I coach first side and I have an injury in the first side, I need to bring a second team player up, but I haven't seen him play because I don't go and watch the second team then how can I ever get that guy to play in the first time, barring asking the coach, who do you think is good enough and so forth. So mm. the same goes with the DR issue. If yeah. you're not physically on the ground looking, maybe not listening to the club chairman or, uh, yeah. sorry to say this, maybe you favour a specific club like 
Jaguars or Yukos are in, so below. <laughs> then, uh, understand what I'm saying. So then you, then you, um, then we, we're missing the plot completely. Yes, so definitely. it would be nice, like Paddy. I mean, it was well received last night. And if you see you guys there more often, I think it will just make the process so much easier and for them to believe in. Yeah, well, uh, Sabs <laughs> and I have started that process. Um, yeah, we've we've got an itinerary already of yeah. clubs we are visiting, two clubs a week. So we are on so the road. We'll see we've you read, less. The we'll, I'll see you a lot I'm less, so which glad. is not a bad et, thing. Et, et, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, well, tonight was, was actually Toji's visit. We brought it forward. Toji was going to be the last on our itinerary uh, to round off the, the, the tour we're doing. But we've started with the Prem Clubs now, preparing for uh, the return Tent to play. play. Um, once that expands, now we're going to be spending a lot of time traveling. We're doing the Hillcrest. We're doing and all the other the, the First Division Clubs. But yes, definitely, we have to be down on grassroots level. People need to know us. We need to learn from from the clubs, not the other way around. We, if we how, how do we run a subunion without knowing the problems? And we need to have those problems. You need to give us the problems, and let's work together and, and solve those. You, you know? need to see it firsthand. Exactly. You know? exactly. Exactly. On on that point, yeah. What do you see? What do you think the future of club rugby in KZN is at the moment? <laughs> I think where do you start? Yeah, no, I think I think it's um it's a tough one. Um so again if you look at how players move from high school to clubs, I think already there probably the percentage of high school players going into clubs is is not is nowhere near Yeah, widened that transition. Yeah, but now. just yeah. just on that now, yes. Paddy Paddy made um showed us a, a statistic last night. Sure. That from primary school, in primary school oh, yes, you have, yeah. have you seen that one? Yes. In primary school you have like 120,000 mm. players at mm. primary school level. Mm. And then from primary school to high school, it goes from 120,000 to approximately 55 to 65,000. Sure. It, it literally <coughs> halves it or more than halves it. Then from high school into clubs and varsities, it goes from, from a 65,000 to a three and a half to four thousand players, yeah. and then from there into into the senior levels. Okay, obviously there it's it's through selection. There's only so many spaces, but from yeah. there to to provincial, you're talking about hundreds. Sure. Yeah. So you you're losing so many players from primary school through to to club rugby that it's it's alarming. Yeah, that's, I, I mean, think no, they, they, I think that the sportsmen, if you call them sportsmen, yeah. from from primary schools going into to high schools, now you, you're exposed to more sport. You're exposed to different types of sport that they didn't have at primary school, for example. We, we know from our kids going through school, it's cricket, it's rugby, the basics. When they get to high school, then you've got athletics, you've got tennis, you've got hockey, you've got all these things that are happening out there. So we're not losing sportsmen. They're just finding different avenues of which, which sure. they, they're doing, but they're still sportsmen at the end of the day. Rugby's going to take a knock, and so are those sports going to take a knock, and we're taking the players to rugby from basketball, yeah. you know? So, I yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I, I suppose it's, I suppose you're agreeing that it's, yeah. it's going to be a challenging one. Because uh, if, you, if, if you think about it, we, we all, I suppose all clubs will compete for the same, the same player resource. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we 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 all gonna be particularly uh, in Durban. We do yeah, struggle with that. The schools are very they have in, in, a few Durban. kilometers yes. apart. So your so, your pool is very. Tight. So so I I I think probably the solution there is, I think it's important that clubs kind of like become community centers, but also they run. I I I'll call it probably like 
where we become development clubs in the sense that we started off with, I suppose, where we build, where we make club rugby a culture in the sense that we start with the, with the youth, like, you know, the under sixes, uh, and we take the guys through, through the ranks. And so if, if, if I'm still living in the area, there, there's no way that I'm going to play for, I'm going to travel 20Ks up the road to go play for another club because this is a culture that I understand. The system is available. Yes. I, I, I agree with you, but I mean, I go back to Toti, and Toti is, what, 30 kilometers, 33 kilometers away from Durban. Um, most of the bigger clubs, uh, the Prem clubs, sit in Durban, and we have how many players that stay in Amsterdam Toti that actually play in town? So... And, and there I go back to the culture side of it, and I agree with you, and part of our Mamesum Toti Rugby Club is what we're trying to do now, is trying to start working with the youths and going through and to keep them here. Um, and, and speaking of that now, so we had a discussion the other day, and if you look at a Mamesum Toti's under-20s, we struggle to put under-20s together. Sure. And most yeah. of our under-20s actually do go to the, town, to the town clubs. So I think the union plays a massive role there as well in to ensure that the local boys should actually stay local for as long as possible. Um, and I'm hoping from a DRSU point of view, if I can put it out there, that, yeah. that that is something that you guys might be looking at as well, whether it works or not, it's a different story. Sure. Because the smaller yeah. clubs like ourselves, if I can call us yeah. that, um, I mean, we, we want to be one of your bigger, better clubs. Sure going forward, but mm. it's very difficult to do it if you lose play your own players year in and year out because yeah. we want to keep it a community club, as you've right. just mentioned, and that's yeah. part of our driver. But now if most of our players leave to play to, in other clubs, we actually need to bring players from outside of Toti yes, into is our community, cost. which is also not right. Yeah. Mm. So um, that's what I'm saying. I'm hoping from a, sure. from a DRSU point of view, it's maybe something that will be be brought yeah, up more a, so for the under twenties because mm. the under twenties is the biggest driver. No, I think it's a it's certainly it's a conversation, and I think if we all sit around a table, we we can certainly find. I'll hold solutions. you to that one. <laughs> Dwayne, the instance. question to you then yeah. is, how do you see club rugby growing and overcoming this current challenges that we have? Oh, uh, that's a very difficult one. Um, I wouldn't even know where to begin with that one right now. Uh, to get over it, we're going to have to band. <laughs> Sorry, Mark, Mark's laughing because he knows, he knows. Uh, to get back to where we were, it's going to take a, a, a long time. Um, the, this, this one year out of rugby alone is to knock us back two, three years. We, we have to go back to grassroots. We have to go back to the schools. And not just your, your first team players. We have to look at our second team, our third team players. We need to focus there. The talent is there. We need to, we need to go out and physically bring the boys in. How do we how do we motivate those players? How do we motivate those boys coming through high schools now to stay local and play for the local club? How do we get it right? How do we give them an incentive to to stay in Toti to play for Mums and Toti Rugby Club? You've got that already. You're a community, and we are a community club. Well, I say we are. I'm from Toti, but we can drive the community spirit which we have been doing in the past. Yes, we do lose players going to, to the town clubs, but uh, it is here. You, you see it every week. We sit on that, the, the veranda at the club. You can see it there. We just need to drive it more, you know, more involvement from the community. If I can you know, answer part of that, Gus, yeah. um, from, from a coaching point of view, 
Um, as Sabella said, I've, I've served at the DRSU myself before, and, and I, I personally believe, and that's why I asked the question, is whether the DRSU and the KZN, RU for that matter, will be present at clubs more often than not, because I do understand this, that obviously travelling is an issue. And it makes sense, if you look at Rovers, Collegians, Crusaders and VC, Varsity College, they're all technically within three or five Ks from each other. To travel to Memzam Toti every week or every second week for whoever the representatives are is quite a distance, whereas they go to one specific club in, in, in Durban and you could see the two local sides playing. So you're there more often than you're on the outlying areas, if it makes sense. And it might be a fact that, let's say, Sabello decides this week he's going to go to VC, next week he's going to go to Collegians, the week after that, Rovers, and then to Crusaders, then come to Toti. So in theory, you would see all the clubs once in five weeks. But because it's Durban-based, you would see some of those clubs two or three times, if it makes sense what I'm yes. saying, because it's right yeah. there. And I think that's what players also see. And yeah. the reason why I'm bringing this up is from a representation point of view. So so the, 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 the thinking out there is, for argument's sake, if you play for a smaller club like a from Toto, you're not going to be seen because there's no representation from the union out there where they are always in town yes. looking at, yeah. which in theory no, sure. makes sense. Yeah. But it's not necessarily the case if, it, sure. if it's like that. Yeah. So, and, and I think that is the perception that we need to change in club rugby in KZN, not only in the DRSU. So I, we can talk about Midlands, we can talk about Riches Bay, uh, all of those, because obviously they're part of the KZNRU. And if they perform, they themselves can play for the Sharks. Yeah. But they are even further out than Mamsam Toti is. So the perception out there is if you play for the outlying clubs, you'll never make it which I think no, is a wrong. wrong. It is a wrong. Because yeah. two years ago, yeah. we had a player pulled up into the Super Sport Challenge from a Mems and Toti Rugby Club. So it is possible. But I just think that that's why I asked the question, if, if from a union point of view, more often than not you're there, then the players feel, wait a minute, we can actually play for Mems and Toti Rugby Club or Riches Bay or UKZN. We stand as much chance as a player playing for mm. Rovers, for argument's sake. Mm. Mm. I believe you're right, yeah. I think also the... I mean, the system of the Sharks player club allocation, I think maybe in the last couple of years, maybe that has, in my view, perhaps it, it, we haven't put a lot of emphasis on it. There was a couple of years ago where there was, I mean, where the Sharks conducted players where they had clubs. And, and, and I think they could also fulfill a role in terms of if I'm allocated to a specific club, if I'm not playing or if I'm not traveling, it needs to go around. Play. You put your yeah. time in. And, 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 and I think that, that also becomes a motivation for, for No, definitely, for the because the, the, the so-called no-name players would yeah. love to say, Toti had that a few years ago when yeah. the Ryan Kankowskis and those played for yeah. them. Toti, right. And I mean, I the local players thrived yeah. because of that. And they, they took pictures and, yes. and whatever, because now they've played with a professional rugby yeah. player. And I think it, it's, it's awesome for And, for and rugby. what that does for, for the hearts. Yeah, 100%. Yes. No, for sure. 100%. Yeah. Because you, you might never make it as a professional player, but you play with a professional player, then you think, she's that's a photo that you'll put on the back of your pub and you'll talk to your grandkids about that one day because that same guy you played with. So it makes a massive difference. Then, in conclusion... 
you guys are talking about changing rugby a bit and, and, and getting the clubs involved. What is your personal aspirations in rugby in KZN and in SA going forward? Personal. Your personal <laughs> aspiration. Where do you want to go as Sabella or as Dwayne yeah, with NKZNRU uh, and SA Rugby? Yeah. Um, from my side, all I, can do, all I can do right now is serve rugby where I am at the moment. Um, if I serve it right and I do well and everyone believes in what I'm doing, then it's up to those people to, to push me further. I can't do it on my own. You know, I, I rely on the clubs, I rely on the people around me. Um, it's not, it's not a, an individual sport. We all know we, we play rugby. It's a team sport. So I'm going nowhere if I don't have the team behind me. And, and uh, as far as I can go on that one, I can't, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm going to be the next head of Saru. It could well happen. <laughs> Who knows? You know, but I'm going to be behind Sabella. I think it's, it's all about yeah. what, what, what you do on the ground and what you do consistently because I think that builds up one's own profile. Then the people you get quite clear about who you are and 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 what you're all about. I mean, I just reflected when I was still first team manager, like at Jaguars, also with the DRSU Bisons. Where I suppose in that role, you almost you be, you, you are the first one there, you're the last one there. Mm. And for me, it wasn't about looking at that one day I want to be the no, club, exactly uh, club chairman. Like you know, it wasn't about one day I want to be. You president, so it was like, you know what, I'm here right now and I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm doing it to the best that I can. Um, clearly, it, I think for me, it has made a difference, it has um, had an impression, um, and so there's no way that I'm going to change that approach. So, exactly no. what Dwayne is saying, no, so I think in what, in, in, we, in we what, have to serve, yeah, in yeah. what like you're saying now, your, your, your personal aspiration is to do the task at hand as well as you yes. can, at hand, right now, and, at hand. And, and to fix whatever you can fix right now, right and now. whatever will to, happen, will happen, will happen. To, to contribute uh, positively. And, 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 uh, and I think in doing that, what Mark asked earlier about the being visible, being seen at the clubs, like I mean, the way. Early on, with the guys that played for me, uh, that I bumped into tonight, and and if if if, if had I not made made the trip, probably I'd have seen those guys two years ago. But at least I yeah. could go to a place and actually make connections. Yeah, the other night we were both we, at Westfall Old Boys, and we 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 sat down there going through the COVID yeah. regulations and and returned to play with them, and that was great. Yeah, now, we I haven't done that for a long time. Sat down at a different club and and chat to yeah. them and see their side of things, you know. Mm. And uh, it's, so, it's interesting. So, so one thing, thing one thing, still, you still prefer a man from Tauti Rugby Club, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> well, I, I'll answer that because the beer's cheaper than Richard Bay. I've had to resign from UK. Clubless. Clubless. <laughs> so, so what COVID has done is forced the DRSU and the union to actually go down to club level and go and see what's going on there and making yeah, sure that everything be, is we, we is in place and that. Yeah. The certification is not just a paper exercise, yes. but actually no. um, down to, to, to ground this, level. This is proving the clubs can pull together, and we have. Yes. You know, this COVID has made us realize who we are and what we need. We, we can't survive as one single club. You know, it proved the Westfall Old Boys the other night. We sat down there, we, they we, had we questions, had a, we, we had, sorted. We had a great, great time. conversation. And um, without that, we, we're never going to pull together, and this is not going to work. If we don't all go in the same direction, then we're not going to have a league. Yeah. 
I mean, as you said it, it, earlier, Dwayne, that so we still, yeah, we haven't stopped here. So we we're still going around to other clubs. Um, so we've they just need to look yeah, out for three, our calls. Four clubs <laughs> next week. I'm glad. I'm glad you hear that. Remember, and told you was your last club because technically, training only starts on the first of March. So you were still <laughs> in by us. So it was it was an official, unofficial visit. Uh, it was there as a as a as a COVID visit. Yes. So just our, to make sure the protocols were in so place. That's what we've been doing. Our, can we, can we just in. correct Mark there? That yes, please. A mums and Toti <laughs> is COVID compliant and yes. has been signed off, and we do have our certificate. I didn't say we were. <laughs> All I'm saying yeah. is that we are, and we are allowed to train. Yep. No, hundred percent, and therefore. Um, in the end of your cycle, and Mamsam Toti spot obviously would still be open because you, yes. we started training first. So you, were, so we expect. Yeah, 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 and then, yes. uh, then we can honestly say, like the clubs in Durban, you guys actually visited us twice and them only once. So thank you for that. I don't know, they got a cheaper <laughs> beer. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you very much no, for that. You. Appreciate, appreciate your time. And once again, from Touchline, congratulations and uh, all the best for your. Big task going forward. Yeah, we're looking forward to see some good changes happening. And, uh, um, and all the best. And allow you for some advice as well. No, definitely. Definitely. I think we'll we always, are, yeah. Yeah, Toti will always stand because obviously, as we said, we we're a community definitely. club. We, we're looking at, at developing ourselves and, and the people around us. So, um, yeah, we'll yeah. always, you guys are always yeah. welcome. I think, I'm saying, I think, yeah, I appreciate the invitation. <laughs> <laughs> and also this, this platform, uh, I think, for also, I think, the, the support. Um, I think with these sort of, like, relationships, they, we don't have to agree on everything, but I think how yes. we interact and giving having each other kind of like that courtesy level yeah, of respect definitely. and for me that's 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 very important uh, it is important and it's healthy as well yes no it's very 100%. healthy we don't have 100%. to agree on on yeah. everything but i think that will just make the sport and the and the game Correct. of rugby a much we, better we yeah. a much better yeah. place yeah. to be in yeah so think, i mean i think yeah last thing for me is that i think we oh myself Dwayne, uh really i think our ethos is really is about serving Clubs, uh, so whether it's Mazam Doti or any other club in the Deben Rugby Subunion, that's that's what we are here for. Thank you. Um, yeah, thanks for. We appreciate. Awesome. Thank we you. We appreciate much. that view. Thank you, guys. Then just a quick discussion on the Nations Cup that starts this weekend. Mark, your thoughts? Well, I think it's exciting. Firstly, that there's some rugby happening again from a South African <laughs> point of view. So the Curry Cup finished and Super Rugby finished before that. I think it's been about two or three weeks um, since rugby was played here. So obviously the Six Nations is on. Yes. But now with the with the Nations Cup, that is obviously in preparations for Pro 16 that's going to take place. Um, and what is what is good about this is all our provinces are basically taking taking part in the Nations Cup because it's the it's a four franchises that are playing in the in the Pro 16, and then they've included the Cheetahs, Pumas, and a good one is the EP Kings. So um, it's going to be Brilliant. nice to to Grigos. see them. Grigos is also Grigos yes, is also yes. there, and and it's good for from a, from an Eastern Province point of view because I mean that if you think about it, that's our hub. Of, of developing players and that coming through. Um, Ex-Springbok coach is in charge there. Um, Durban Sharks boy has, has been appointed as the as the captain in Inira Debe. So uh, it's going to be exciting. You know, obviously the 
the, the, the franchises that aren't taking part in the, in the Pro 16, in theory, won't really benefit from a going forward point of view, but they'll develop and they'll get their structures together and they'll build on their franchises for when the Curry Cup and whenever they're going to take, take part in other tournaments again. So, um, and these are all going to be televised and that, so I'm looking forward to it. What is important, what I've, what I've noticed, many of the Pro, Pro 16 teams are actually starting with like a B-side or whatever. They're giving opportunity for the youngsters to stick up their hands. The Lions Absolutely have even brilliant. appointed another coach to be in charge of the Nations Cup. That's part of their development. So it's actually great sure. for South Africa. It's actually rugby. awesome. Mate. Yeah. Oh, so they're it's using great. that as a development platform yes. and, yeah. and getting people through the system. And, and, and we spoke about earlier. We, we spoke to. about earlier. Oh, I think yeah. it's brilliant. So now you've, let's, let's say the Sharks. So um, you've had fringe players that have hardly had game time and they can't prove themselves. Now well, there's an opportunity. Because from a coaching point of view, yes, you want to get your players up to that standard, but you also want to have a look at your depth. And uh, this, is a, this is a stepping stone for Pro 16. And in theory, yes, they want to win the Cup, obviously, because it's the first one and it's part of our history and so forth. But they want to see the development of the players and whether their players can actually step up to the plate. Playing in the Pro 16 is going to be a different kettle of fish completely for South African rugby. We're not used to that. Um, but I think it's brilliant for rugby and brilliant for us going forward from a Springbok point of view and the lines coming because there might be some unpolished diamonds that are going to come through the nation's Definitely. club. Even, yeah, even yeah, with yeah. the coaches that they've put in there now is also giving that coach an opportunity to feel what it feels like to go and play and, and handle all those stresses. And Pressure, 100%. All those pressures and the stresses. I think opportunity is very important and for yes. people to be exposed. I can know those, those levels, how things go and how you organise yourself. Um, it's very important. It is. Mm. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Again, Sabella, yeah. thank you. Thank you for, for being here. Dwayne, really you. appreciate it. Mark? I appreciate you too, Cass. Uh, thank <laughs> you. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely from, from, from Touchline's point of view to you guys stepping into those roles and as president and vice president, it's, it's always nice chatting to you guys. We don't often have that opportunity. More often than not, we have either players or coaches or whatever in here and not people of your stature serving at the union itself. So uh, it was it's a pleasure hosting you guys today. Thank also, you. congrats to, to you for uh, the rectorship yeah. of rugby at Toti. Yeah. Good to have. Yes. And then obviously, Cus is coming up to sit on the RSU panel now as well. So it's onwards and upwards for everyone, yeah. I think. <clears throat> so we're it mixing is. with the right crowd. Is that what you say? <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it there. <laughs> Just leave it there. Not sure about that. Uh, Sabella, you and I need to speak after this, please. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so from our side, thank you to you guys. It's uh, nice chatting, and hopefully we can get you guys back in the studio in a few months' time to see how the development of things have happened and to give our listeners some feedback. And hopefully we'll take charge of all the subunions and you guys will start leading by by example for them to follow us. So, And we'd be proud to be part of that part. Thank you. Thank you, Gus, from our side. Goodbye. Thank you, gentlemen. From myself, Kasper Els, Touchline, and Mark Cameron, have a great rugby week. <laughs>